What's up, sisters and friends? Happy Monday, everybody. Y'all, I am so excited for this Monday. I'm so excited to kickstart your week with my sister and friend, Mary-Kate. Mary-Kate Rob is, I know, an influencer to all of y'all. She's a friend to me, and y'all send in the best questions for me to ask her. We literally had to pick 10 out of hundreds. So I'm so thankful that she is someone that y'all want to seek her wisdom. And I'm so thankful she said yes to being on this podcast and so excited for the conversation we're going to have. So without further ado, welcome to the podcast, Mary Kate. Thank you. I'm Thank so you excited. so much for having me. I'm super excited I about know. it. I can't believe this is your first time on the podcast, but it's the perfect time. It is. It's the right time. It is. I feel it too. I know. I'm so glad we started Sisters and Friends so we can do stuff like this and yeah. this is like the ultimate you're my sister and my friend so yeah. this is literally better. I know you make the most <laughs> sense to be on this podcast um well like I said we took this to Instagram and Mary Kate I didn't even show you but like I have a screen recording of how many questions we got asked so my team went through and picked um about 20 and then I condensed it to 10 and I felt like these just really are questions that you can nail because this is who you are and who you naturally are and live your life um but the first question is funny and it says how long have you and Sadie known each other and how did y'all meet yeah I was trying to think today like what year that even was I feel like it's going on like yeah close to 10-ish years it's got to be because we met in high school we met in high school yep which I don't know if you remember how we really became friends I do (laughs) Mary Kate and I became (laughs) friends in the most amazing way a friendship can form in the middle of a dance circle Yep. We were both doing the Dougie. We were doing the Dougie. This was before TikTok was even like yeah, a thing. We were just doing it for the no, heck of it. We were not we trying were to be dancing. famous. No. We were just good at the Dougie. We were. And not a lot of people were good at the Dougie, okay? The Dougie was a thing, but uh-huh. not everybody could hit it. And me and Mary Kate got and in the we middle. did. Teach me how to Dougie. <laughs> Teach me how to Dougie. And I was like, this girl got swag. That was so fun. It was so fun. So that was literally like probably... 2013 yeah we, we were going to that taylor swift concert taylor swift concert yeah yes and i still regret wearing chevron <laughs> i was wearing this <laughs> massive chevron dress chevron and even, it was like the trend of the year like it everybody was, was wearing was. chevron and i even wasn't like crazy about it the whole year i was like okay this is happening i'm seeing the trend i don't think i'm gonna commit and then taylor swift i was like boom it was like my chevron Chevron. moment it was like the biggest chevron pattern red and now your picture with taylor swift is a chevron dress you know what taylor swift did tell me my dress was epic but i think she was lying (laughs) she was lying hindsight 2020 um so we met there and we were really close in high school we literally so that was before me and john like were dating yes before and john like were dating we were friends we were really close we spent the night together Together. remember like every, every Wednesday week. and Friday because mm-hmm. I would stay with y'all after games because mm-hmm. y'all lived closer to the school yeah you would stay with me after like bible study at yep. our house and we were we we I literally had a pint of ice cream at y'all's house with my name on it I remember it I do remember that's it. how close we uh-huh. were and man what we watched Grey's Anatomy together we watched uh Naked and Afraid Naked and Afraid that was <laughs> very show. interesting show choices <laughs> Um, so yeah, we were just really we good did. high school friends. And then you and John like started dating on the, what was it? Itties of Itties March. Itties of March. March 50s. <laughs> I accidentally called it Itties and it uh, stuck. <laughs> every year now we celebrate the Itties. <laughs> Itties of March. So you and John Luke started dating and, um, uh-huh. that was crazy. Cause you're yeah. one of my best friends and you started dating my brother. Yeah. Which is like the stereotypical story that you always hear. And I remember it was funny cause remember my dad was like, was my dad, was it you or Kelly that he was like, wait, probably who's this? Me. Was like, probably dad, me. she's been literally spending the night with us for the last year or two. Yeah. Every Wednesday night. And now, like, you're dating John Luke. Yep. So it was, like, such a crazy moment. 
But a lot of people asked how you and Jolene met, so we can also go there. Yeah. How did y'all meet? We met at summer camp, which is ironic since now John like obviously runs a summer camp, but I think that was even just the Lord working, you know, just already. Like the fact that we met at a summer camp and now that's like one of his jobs. Yeah. Um, so we met when we were I guess we were fifteen. Yeah, y'all were both fifteen. A while before y'all started dating. Yeah, we did. So we met before you even came to our school, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Y'all met at that summer camp. We met at summer camp, and then, um, but we didn't date until a couple years later. Yeah. And you and I became friends in the meantime. But it was funny because the first I'd ever heard of you, him and I were on like this um, Survivor Day team, and we were doing wall sits. Oh, no. And we were both selected. Like, I was a girl from our team, and he was a boy from our team. And that was like one of our first conversations. We're literally on a wall, like doing wall sits together. I don't even remember if we won or what, but. We were like, let's talk and like get our our minds off the pain. And so, so the funny. first thing I said was like, so like, tell me about your family. Like, do you have any siblings? And he was like, oh, I have a sister named Sadie. And That's so that so was funny. like the first I'd ever heard of you. And um, so that was That's like the start so of our, our relationship. Oh, that's awesome. That's so crazy. And then I remember when y'all came to our school because yeah. we went to a small school. And everybody was like, who are the new girls? And we ever thought you all were so beautiful. And we everyone thought you were like the coolest person ever. Oh, my gosh. Because you had like, I don't know if you had a perm, but you had like yeah, this I did. wavy I'm hair. Sure I did. Well, no, everybody thought it was very cool. You were <laughs> rocking your perm. And your outfits were so cool. And you were like the new cool girl at school. And then that's your sister funny. shadowed me because she was yeah. in my grade. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot and about that. Which is so funny. Yeah. So we were all good friends. And then how did you like break out of the friend zone with you? Or not even friend zone, um, the, my sister's friend zone. It's a whole different ballgame. I literally have to think about it to even remember. I can't even remember how that happened. It was just all of a sudden y'all were together. I think I said something to you. I think I was like, I don't know. I just was like not really, just seeing John Luke as a friend. And then one day I was, I think I told you, I was like, Hey, I think I actually like John Luke. And you're like, Mary Kate, he's liked you for however long. I kind of just gave up because you kept, I I mean, I was like hard friend zoning him. Yes. I remember one time we were, he was, he rode to church with me and we were just going as like friends and he literally like, (laughs) do you remember me telling him? No, but I can totally see this. <laughs> no, it's even funnier. But it's like he literally like reaches over to like grab my hand yeah. and like he grabs my hand and I just No. <laughs> did y'all I'll talk about it? Pull it in the back and put it in my lap. No, I, did y'all ever discuss this after? Or this was just like a one time. I think we had. I think like I mean, after we got married. I think we did like laugh about thing it. Ever. What a bold move. From both of yeah, y'all. I know. A bold mood to grab the hand and a very bold mood to slip that hand away. I know. I'm kind of surprised that I pulled it away. <laughs> I know. That's so funny. But I was, like, very hard friend zoning him. And then finally I was, like, I think it was when he finally kind of stopped pursuing me. I was, like, huh. Oh, wait. I think I actually did like that. I can see and that. And like him. I do remember that. And I remember being on a plane. We were all going somewhere. Yes. And it was on March 15th yes. or whatever. And I think I just said, so are y'all dating? Yes, And then did. y'all were, like. Well, I guess. I guess. And yeah. then I was like, it's official. So I pretty much put that stamp on I think you did. I think you did. You pushed it towards the like, I did. official. I just knew it needed to happen. And then y'all got engaged we did. very shortly we after. Did. So that was March. It's March. We started dating. And then we got engaged in October yeah. on his 19th birthday. That was crazy. How insane is that? That was insane. I think, ni- yeah. That was when yeah. I was on Dance with the Stars. Yeah. Me and Derek Huff, because it was it happened to be switch up week. Yeah. And Derek came back with me and we came for the engagement party. And it was like so crazy. Everybody's like, 
Why is Derek Coffin in even, Louisiana? I don't even remember him being there. That is so funny. He was funny. there. I don't think I even knew that. I don't think he that. came to the party, but he was like, he was in Monroe with me. Yeah. We were practicing every day at the Wellness Center gym. Oh, that's yeah. funny. Because I was like, I have to be there for their engagement. And yeah. it was just so exciting. So that's crazy. It is so cool. So a lot of girls who listen to the podcast, um, well, we have all different age ranges, but a lot of them are in college. And a couple girls to end some college questions that I thought we should cover because you and John Luke got married really young. And which we're going to talk about that too. But then y'all went to college together. Yeah. So you were previously in college because you're a year older in school than Uh him. But then y'all went to college together. And I know that was um, a hard season in some ways. Yeah. But someone asked, what advice do you have for college girls in general? And how do you combat spiritual warfare while in college? Which I thought was a really big and specific Mm -hmm. question. Um, And I'm glad that this person sees it for what it is, a spiritual yeah. warfare. Because I think a lot of times, you know, you can just see things at surfacey level. And she's yeah. like, no, this is spiritual warfare. So can you remember back when y'all went to college having some of that and experiencing some of that? It's funny because, like, reading that question, I was like, I don't even think that was super on my radar. Yeah. Like, in college. Um, and I do remember reading Priscilla Shire's book. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when remember we read that. that? Yeah. And I feel like that was kind of, like, that was kind of, giving me an idea of like, okay, there, there are things going on. Um, but I feel like the biggest thing for me in college was just the friends that I was making. Yeah. Um, and just realizing like, it really matters mm-hmm. who you hang out with. And like, mm-hmm. you know, they say like, you're the sum of the, what is it? Like seven yeah, people that you so hang true. around. And, um, looking back in college, like, man, I just had like the greatest friends. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that shaped so much of that's who so I even true. am today, yeah. you know, and that's happening when you're, yeah. you're young, 18, so 22 true. years old, like, but already just so important to be making those yeah. just like-minded friendships that's of people so who are going to push you closer to Christ mm-hmm. and not, that's you good. know, drag you in an opposite direction, yes. which can very easily, you know, you got to make your decision. Especially in college. When you get to college. Yeah. Spring is a great time to start something new, right? So whether it's cleaning or a new hobby or a new audiobook, a good story is always a great way to start a new journey and Audible has all that you need. I come from a family of great storytellers, so I know Audible is the home of storytelling, which is where I want to be. Audible lets you enjoy all your favorite audio entertainment together in one app. There's always something new to discover or you can rediscover some of your old favorites. Audible has an incredible selection of audiobooks from every genre like bestsellers, new releases, memoirs, mysteries, and thrillers, business, and more. It is the destination for mind-blowing entertainment with selections of mystery and thrillers that will keep your heart racing. And with next listen recommendations, there's always something irresistible at your fingertips. Plus, members get full access to a huge and growing selection of included audiobooks and audible originals and even podcasts like, well, that's good. So you can download them or stream them anytime, anywhere. Audible members can also pick one title each month to keep from the entire catalog, which is some serious benefits, y'all. The newly included selection of titles makes your Audible membership even more valuable and gives you the chance to discover your next favorite thing. With thousands of titles available, you're definitely going to find something that you love all in one convenient app. So I know some of you are into, you know, 
thrillers, crime, mystery. And I got to be honest, that's not really been my thing. So I told Bella, okay, Bella, tell me what I could like listen to that wouldn't scare me, but I would like be into it. And she told me about this title called The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. And so I started it and John Luke loved it too. And so I'm just now on the cusp of it. And y'all, let me tell you, it is very entertaining. You do want to listen to see what happened next. So if y'all are into that, Audible is a great place to find those too. New members can try Audible now for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash Woe or just text Woe to 500 500. That's audible, A U D I B L E dot com slash Woe or text Woe to 500 500 to try Audible for free for 30 days. That's such great advice because I think a lot of times, like when people go to college, you're so desperate for friendship mm-hmm. that you're almost willing to be with whoever will accept you. Yeah. But it is so important, especially in college, that you don't just go with the crowd that accepts yeah. you, but you really stand f- firm in who you are mm-hmm. and what you believe. And then you let God bring that, those friendships naturally yeah. together. And I was actually just at lunch with a friend today and we were talking about college and mm-hmm. she said, you know, it was the first time that I made such good friends and so many friends mm-hmm. by being naturally just who I was yeah. created to be. And I think there's just such a temptation there to, to not be that mm-hmm. and to create, you know, a false image of who you want yeah. people to think. But then you get stuck in four years of yeah, built on something that's not yeah. even true. Mm, and true. I've also seen people walk through that. Mm-hmm. But y'all did have the best friends we in did. college. We had and they're really so similar friends. to y'all, too. Yeah. How did you – did you, like, when you first moved there, did you start meeting people or did it take a while? Well, it was so – it was definitely weird for us because we had just come from Duck Dynasty. And so that was, like, just kind yeah. of a weird – I feel like it took us a little while to, like, make friends because, I don't know, people were just kind of, like – Weird around it. Things were really weird. I they remember did. y'all calling mom one day and saying y'all felt like wild animals. Yes. It was so sad. I remember that exact. It said people yeah. like looked at y'all like y'all were just so different. Yeah. And y'all are just two people who literally needed friends. Too. Yeah. And we like we did, and we needed friends, and um, so I feel like it took a little while. Um, and I, that's even some advice that I think I would give is like the friends you meet like immediately it's okay if like you have different mm-hmm. friends it's, like it might take you a little while yeah. to make the friends but um I remember some of our friends it was just a funny because some people either they'd come up to us and like wanted a picture with us or they would just like not want to come up to us because they didn't want to seem weird yeah but then it was just they weren't coming up to us yeah and, we're like, and then you're like well, I we don't do have friends, friends. Yeah. we do want to meet people um and so we finally did and just had the best that's awesome best time I do think that that's a good point that it'll pull out because not everybody that shows up to your campus is going to be super famous you know (laughs) but a lot of people on campus like I think people have like a misunderstanding of who they are you know Mm -hmm. um, or a false perspective and it's just always good I always say you can never regret regret like inviting someone to do something like it's never gonna go wrong like an invite even if they say no is like it always goes such a long way and so people like overthink it they're like well what if I invite her and then she thinks I'm weird Mm -hmm. because she thinks I'm using her what if I don't invite her because then I don't want her to seem like I'm trying to like be your friend it's like just don't overthink it just invite them just invite them to lunch invite them to coffee like hang out with them and that can just go such a long way even if y'all don't become best friends like just an invite and just hang is always worth it um, so people also asked about post-grad, which I was like, this is so good because mm-hmm. I've been talking to a couple people about post-grad and how the college life is so fun, but it's not necessarily set you up for a real life yeah. super great, yeah. which is yeah. kind of ironic because the whole thing is to set you up and prepare yeah. you for life. And it does in so many ways, but then in so many other ways, 
it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people really struggle post grad because they're like, wait, like, like how do I find my people? Yeah. Like, how do I find my purpose? How do I step into all of this thing that I just worked four years to yeah. become? So, what was post grad like for you? Just navigating coming off of such a high of being yeah. at Liberty to back to uh, West Monroe. Yeah. It, I mean, it's interesting in the fact of like, I just remember getting done with college and it's like until college, like everything's kind of like laid out for you. Mm-hmm. Like even just the education system of when you're younger, like you're just going from grade to grade to grade. Yeah. Like you always kind of know what's coming and you're not having to think That's about true. it or prepare. Yeah. And then you do in the sense of like, okay, where am I going to go to school? Yep. Or if you're going to school and but if you go to school, then it's another four years. And then all of a sudden you're like done. And it's yeah. like, okay, well, what what now? Yeah. And um, I think it's a very, it's an exciting time of life, but also kind of like intimidating. Yeah, um, super. Because it's not laid out. No, it's not. It's not. You're just yeah. kind of having to be like, okay, well, here here we go. Yeah. And I think, I think too, to that point, it's like, not only has it been laid out for you the whole time, but everyone's also in the same season yes. as you the whole time. Yes. Everyone's in first point. grade. Everyone's in second. Uh-huh. Everyone's in middle school. Everyone's in high school. Everyone's in college. Yeah. And then it's like, some people are getting their dream job. Some people yes. are moving back home with their parents. Some people are getting married. Some people are having kids. Yeah. And it's so hard to not compare yourself to where other, other people are in their yeah. seasons of life. Well, why did they get their dream job mm-hmm. and I have no idea what I want to do? Yeah. Or why are they married and have a kid and I haven't dated anybody? You yeah. know? But it's like there's nothing wrong with you because mm-hmm. you're in a different season. Everyone's in a different season. Yeah. And I think it just feels so dramatic because yeah. for your entire life since pre-K, you've done the same thing yes. as everyone your age. And then you hit your 20s and everyone starts doing stuff at different times. Yeah. And so that comparison, it's like so hard to not compare yourself, but so idol that you don't compare yourself because yes. you're just in a different place yeah um so you and John Luke y'all were married though so y'all got to go yes. through this whole thing together which yeah. is so unique and a lot of people ask of course which I know you get asked this all the time but what was it like getting married so young yeah. and do you have any advice to people who are getting engaged at 19 years old yes. <laughs> like y'all did yes oh my goodness I look back at pictures of us and y'all I'm were like, babies I can't believe how young we were we literally were engaged the, the day John Luke I think it's the day you're 19 and I had it was because it was his birthday. 18, and I see, like, if I saw an 18 and 19 year old getting engaged right now, I'd be like, oh my gosh, they're so little. They're just yeah. babies. But, yeah. like, we were, we were yeah. ready to make the decision and just felt like, you know, we were doing what we wanted to do. And, yeah. um, and I don't know. I've always said we, we've just gotten to grow up together. Yeah. And I think there is, like, the good and the bad of that. Yeah. Like, it's been so sweet. We've had, I mean, we've been married seven years. Which we've is been so together crazy. for like eight years. Yeah. Because a lot of people our age, when they say how long they've been married, it's like two years, three years. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like seven. Everybody's like, what? I know. I know. It's just That's like really crazy. Cool. And I feel like, um, you know, one of the pluses was you're not having to take these two kind of like adult lives. Like my parents, their first marriage, they got married, they were 32 and 39. Mm-hmm. And they had very established like, yeah, adult lives that you're meshing where for us we were kind of getting to create that together and still yeah. are like we're still yeah. only like 26 but creating that together and we've had so many experiences together yeah. but then I do think like the hard part of that can be we were 19 we had things we needed to learn and yeah. like the growing up together like there's growing pains yeah. and I feel like there have been times where, you know, we were hurt by the other one over things we just didn't know yet. Yeah. Like just learning, growing and like learning and yeah. becoming adults. And yeah. um, I don't know. Like I think that's the only kind of looking back on it. I feel like the only thing 
to be more pre- like I could have been more prepared for, which you can't. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. You're growing up. You're young. You're learning. Yeah. You're, it's just such a growing learning time of yeah. life. Our counselor always says, "You don't know what you don't know, honey." Exactly. You don't. <laughs> it's you true. Don't. You don't know what you don't know, yeah. and you know that's true for any stage of life. Yeah. When you're entering a new stage or a new season. You just don't know what you don't know, and yeah. you have to give each other the grace yes. for that. That uh-huh. you don't know what you don't know. They don't know yeah. what they don't know, and you're learning it together. And that you both have the best intentions. Yes, that is crucial. Yeah. Believing yeah. that you have the best intentions, the believing that the other person isn't out to hurt yes. you or mm-hmm. get you they're literally they love you yeah. and y'all are just like see things differently sometimes and yeah. I think it's a really humbling thing like marriage in general it's mm-hmm. very refining and humbling because you're gonna have off moments mm-hmm. you're gonna have bad days you're gonna have a bad attitude yeah. you know you're gonna have the whole thing in front of someone that you love yeah. so it's very humbling but it it's is. like it's so good for you you know yeah. if you embrace it and let it happen and so for those getting married young, yeah I mean we were relatively young we weren't 18 and 19 but we were 22 and yeah um 21 22 and I would say the same thing like mm-hmm. it's just be okay with like the growth that has yeah. to be done and the growing yeah. pains and like humble yourself to um allow the change that has to happen mm-hmm. in both of your lives yeah. because a lot of changes are going to happen so fast yeah. and it's just it's just humbling but it's good it is Humility. refining yes and refining good. and humbling <laughs> and refining are things that you never want to walk through no but it's but things are so all they make you who yes, you are yes they make so right. you who you are they make your relationship what it is yes um Obviously, a lot of people have questions about being a mom because you're the cutest little mom, and Sheffy and Ella are just dreams. They're just the cutest kids ever. Honey's best friends, they for are. sure. They are. Um, this is so funny. Honey and Ella, just for just a little behind the scenes, we're doing a photo shoot yesterday, <laughs> and we were, like, so excited because Mary Kate's like, Ella's going to do her 18 months. Y'all should come, and, like, Honey is a little bit crazier than Ella, but I was like, Jeez. it's going to be great. We're going to do it, and we get there, and Honey just absolutely falls apart, but it was so funny because then Ella starts crying, and we're like, why is Ella crying? Because it's kind of rare that Ella uh-huh. gets upset, and Ella just wanted Christian to hold her, and we were like, Christian? She literally was just pointing to Christian and like wanting to it go see so him. It was the funniest thing ever. Like these kids are just hilarious. They, they are. just make life so sweet. So whenever y'all, did y'all know y'all were like ready to have kids? Is that something that y'all felt like prepared for? Or were y'all just like, okay, it's time? Yeah, we just, I don't know. I just feel like when it comes to like, at least in my experience, I feel like that just desire to have like a baby and then another baby is just like such a God given. Yeah. Because it, I feel like it just comes on so strong out yeah. of nowhere. At least that's been like the case for me with both of mine like especially with Ella I just remember being like definitely don't want another one yet and then all of a sudden the next month I'm like okay I really would like another one I think that would be awesome and fun and but then also the of just kind of being like I just remember with John Shepard I was like okay I feel ready and John's like I feel ready and we're like let's just see see what what happens happens. like this let's just put it in God's hands and just see what happens and then where we knew it. It's a perfect timing. Yeah. That's so sweet. Oh my gosh. So what advice do you have for young moms? Because, or moms of all ages, because I don't think it matters if you're younger or you're old. Having a baby is, can send you for a doozy sometimes. Yeah. You're like, woo, my whole life just changed. Yeah. But it's the best thing ever. Yeah, it it's is. just crazy. What's some advice you give to moms out there who are in the, the, the littles yeah. age? Yeah. I feel like, um, I don't know, one of the biggest things I learned this year in regards to like my kids, my role as a mother, and then my role also as a wife was just, like, the power of prayer. Mm, and um, I just feel like if kids will show you anything, it'll show you. I 
need you, God. Yeah. Like, I need you. I'm relying on you. I'm dependent on you. Yeah. And um, one thing that my counselor told me last year, and this was just so life-changing, I feel mm-hmm. like, for me, I was telling her some problem I was having with John Shepard, like some behavioral problem, and I was just kind of like, I don't I don't know what to do. Because it's yeah. funny. Until you have kids, you're like, I know that we've got to be consistent. Yeah. But then it comes down, you're like, consistent with what? Yeah. Like, How do you do consi- that? Like, what do I do? Like, what yeah. do I even be consistent with, you know, when it comes to actually, like, training and yep. disciplining? And um, I was talking about this with my counselor. And um, I was like, it's just, there's so many moments where I'm like, I could do this or I could do that. And, like, I just don't know what's best for mm-hmm. him in that moment. And um, I was asking, like, what parenting books would you recommend? And she did give me one that was really good. But she also said, Mary-Kate, the one person who's going to know what you should do in every single moment is God. Hmm. And you have access to him. Every single time you need to discipline, every single time you don't know what to do, literally just ask him. Hmm. And that was just such a, like, I was just like, I've never thought about that. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, literally, like, he knows exactly what John Shepard needs right now. He knows exactly what Ella needs. Like. Sometimes I might need a little, like, time out. Sometimes I might need a hug, you know. Yeah. And sometimes I just don't know. And just really seeing the power of prayer. That's so and, um, good. I've just, I think also seeing, like, that verse has just kind of come to life of, talks about, I think in Proverbs, like, a woman has the power to tear down or build up her house. Mm. And it's just, like, been mind-blowing me, the power wow. of, like, a woman that she yeah. holds within her family. Wow. Um, And I think when you realize that, you realize mm. just, like, how vital – like yeah. you are as a mom and yeah. how it's no, it's no small role. It's no, yeah. you're like, even though some days it looks like maybe just changing diapers or cleaning up a high chair for the millionth time, like <laughs> yep. it's important. And like yeah. your role in their life is just like Gosh, so important. That's and so just good. even just my role in like praying over them and yeah. praying for my kids. Like my prayers as like a wife and mother, they're going to hold more than anyone else's prayers for my kids so and my husband, you know. That's and so, so really – covering them it's so good every day and asking God like every day gosh I love that what to do what a great gosh what a great verse too it's so like sobering of a verse to be like you could tear down your house yeah. or you could build up your house and I don't think it's mutual you're no doing, you're either doing, you're one, doing or one or the other, or the other. you're not just yeah that's so true thing. but that but that you really can build your house up mm-hmm. you really can and and it's not all on you yeah. like it's God through yeah. you and then so true the power of prayer it's I found myself already like remembering that too of like oh I need to pray like mm-hmm. like I'll pray for honey all the time but not pray like for her attitude sometimes you yeah. know and then I'm like oh I can pray I'm like Lord like help her, like calm her spirit, you know, just stuff like that. Like God, like help me to calm her in these moments when she gets so worked up. And then I'm like, wow, like you're teaching me how to do that, you know, because I I pray for her in these big things and I pray for her in these sweet little prayers. But then I'm like, how do I pray for her in the everyday moments? Like I pray for myself to give me patience, give me peace. It's like, God, totally. and it's so cool because at the end of the day, when I thank God for her, I'm like, God, thank you for the joy she carried today. Like it was so sweet. And like, the peace that you gave her in these moments uh-huh. and like and then it's just so cool because you can see God already working through yes. them mm-hmm. and I'm like that is just the coolest thing yeah ever and yeah. like the fruit of who God is like love joy peace all these things it's like that's not something that just has to be like said it's how like people live yeah. and so like already seeing the fruit of God like on her mm-hmm. life like the love that she gives and like the peace that she has sometimes and the joy that she carries I'm like yes. that's Jesus in yes, you like it's it just is. the sweetest thing ever yeah gosh I love that um, you are such a mom that I look up to. You you've just parented your kids so well. Yeah. You really do such a good job with them, and and it shows. And I know kids are kids, and kids will be kids, and yeah. you know they're gonna be crazy. But you've done such a good job with them. Mm-hmm. Um, one question someone had that I was like, 
yes, we got to answer this question. Someone said, how do you, or do you have any advice about just like not comparing yourself to other moms, which I, that was really hard for me. Um, and it wasn't in the way that I thought, like I was comparing myself in the way of like breastfeed or not breastfeed, mm. what well, they breastfed. So I should do this because that's the best way to do it. But then like, it wasn't working for me. So yeah. then I was like, I felt guilty for not breastfeeding yeah. because like my friends were breastfeeding and I was like comparing myself in those things. And like, experiencing like the mom guilt because of my comparison um and but I know that like everybody has it different like you might compare yourself in other ways but do you have any advice for just like not comparing yourselves to other moms because I know that can be so hard for everybody yeah well I heard um I think it was Lisa Turkers and I think it's actually like it's a verse but it talks about and it's a verse in like um like the passion translation or something a little different but Mm -hmm. it basically says like do the creative best with what you've got. Hmm, and she good. shared that and then talked about um, the, the image that she gave was this, uh, I think it was a, a violinist was hmm. broke a string or something right before they were supposed to perform and they just did it anyway with what they had wow. and they just kind of made it work and did, cool. you know, and I just, I have thought about that. I think that's one of the best pieces of, of advice in life I've ever been that's given. So good. Because we are all so different. Like mm-hmm. every person's different. Our strengths, our weaknesses, our situations, like every marriage is different. Every yeah. family's different. And like we just there is literally no point in comparing ourselves to one another because so true. I feel like the older I've gotten, the more I've realized like okay, our family's going to look different because we're two different people. Yep. And there's no point in comparison, comparing yep. that because, honestly, there's just so too much at stake. Yeah. You know, I just see my kids and I'm like, we're going to invest with what we've got. Like, yep. And there's different seasons where things may be, I don't know, more difficult than others. Yep. And, um, and you should – I think that's what God asks of us yeah. is just taking what he's given us. You know, he draws our boundary lines. He knows where we've got, where we are. I love that. Yeah. That's sort of like, that is the most overlooked thing that God draws your boundary lines. He does. It's so true. And like, to me, that just gives you so much freedom to know that like God draws this boundary line. That's why I have a wave tattoo Mm. on my arm because it talks about um, how the sand is literally a boundary line for the the ocean. Like. It talks about that in Jeremiah. I'm like, that is crazy yeah. that God would even set a boundary for something so huge yes. and so massive, but yet there is a boundary that it will not pass. Yes. And it's like thinking about that in life, doesn't that just bring you so much yes, security? It does. It's like, and just that He's going to equip you. Yes. For what you, He's got for you. Like, totally. He's going to give you exactly what you need totally. for your kids, your family. It's good. Like, and you he has, like, do he, your best with stewarding it. Yep. And he made you to do it. Yeah. And it's so cool because me, you, and Rebecca all had baby girls the yeah. same year. And what's really cool is, like, I never found myself, like, comparing myself to the two of y'all. And what was really cool is, like, the three of us parent differently. And, like, we have different families. We have different ways of life. Mm-hmm. But, like, we've all really cheered each other on in that. Yeah. And I think it's really sweet. And I think one reason I didn't compare myself to y'all and I might have compared myself to other people in life is, like, y'all never put any pressure on me mm. to, like – do what y'all did and like y'all encourage me and you're like hey this is what I did that was helpful if I asked or this is what yeah but it wasn't like you have to do this and yeah I actually had one of my friends text me after um she'll probably listen to this podcast and she's gonna text me and be like oh no you're talking about me but <laughs> she texted me after and she was like hey I'm so sorry if I ever put any pressure on you um to like breastfeed like mm-hmm. we did and I'm sorry if I put any pressure on you to to have like a natural birth like I did um because like she had just said so much about those things I feel like I needed to do yeah. that 
And um, I just said, thank you so much for saying this. I was like, you didn't mean to do that. But I, I did kind of yeah, you know, compare myself it. to her and felt like I needed to do it this way. Mm-hmm. I need to do it that way. And at the end of the day, like my body was not doing that. And I would have put meat and honey at risk yeah. if I would have done it that way. And with breastfeeding, it just wasn't happening. And so I just saw like real fast. And I remember like in the hospital after having honey, after feeling that I had this moment with the Lord and I was just like, I know, Lord, like you're just telling me this right now as a lesson for my whole entire life and parenting, like not to look to the left or the right. Like yeah. you've equipped me to be the mom mm-hmm. that I'm going to be to honey. You've built me to birth her. <laughs> you've yeah. built me to be her mom and you're going to equip me to do it. And like our journey is not going to be based on like, what did they do? What did they do? Yeah. It's like, what do you have for us? Yes. And so I just love that you're saying that because I experienced that literally in the hospital. <laughs> and yeah. I'm so glad though that God began to like prune that in my life and really get that out of me just literally laying in the hospital bed after having honey I think honey was you know actually in the nursery and I was pumping and I was like (laughs) having this moment with the Lord and I was just like okay like this is so good and I'm so glad I'm getting this now and not years later because I know like comparing yourself can affect everything in your life and you don't think it is you think it's just a mental thing and it's just affecting you but it affects everything around Mm -hmm. you and so so good, Mary Kate. Okay, let's see. So many questions. Okay. Um, okay, someone said, what advice do you, would you give to someone who is trying to grow their relationship with the Lord? Great yeah, question. That is a great question. Um, I remember like probably two years ago at this time, um, I had this friend of mine and just after, I mean, just knowing her, but then after every conversation, I would just always leave our phone calls and I was like, there is just deeper with God. Hmm. And like, I just feel like I'm not there. And hmm. like, how do you get there? And like, how do you get to this deeper? And I just remember like praying and just asking God, like, take me deeper. Like, I so desire to go deeper with you and know you on a deeper level. And I feel like he brought me there. Wow. And he like he will so faithfully do that. Yeah. But it was through so much heartache and so much suffering and like looking back at times in my life where I feel like I went deeper with God it was through that and not to like scare anyone saying that but even just the the goodness of that of like we're all gonna go through really hard things we're Mm -hmm. all gonna go through heartbreaking devastating things that's just life yeah and we can do it with him or without him yeah and I just remember like inviting God into that last year and just seeing him work and um just seeing his faithfulness of like, Lord, I want to go deeper with you and him meeting me deeper, meeting me in these really difficult moments. And I never once felt um, like abandoned by him or forsaken yep. by him. And that was in such a vulnerable time of life. And I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. I look back on it and I'm so grateful for it. Yep. And like even so grateful for the pain of that mm-hmm. because it brought me closer yep. to him. It's good. And I think too, like, during that time, one of the books that I read was a John Eldridge book. It was called Walking with God. But I think one of the biggest things I learned last year, and you don't have to learn this through suffering. You don't have to learn that you like can start literally any day, but it's just that God will talk to you yeah. and he will speak to you. And like, you can ask him every single day for things. And I feel like that book was just a really good practical good. kind of, you know, yeah. teaches you through like, okay, what do you even ask him? What do you, how do you do how this? Do you how do you, God. yes. Yeah. And I feel like just learning that last year and in going into parenting, like I mm-hmm. said that, it's like asking questions about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then praying for one of the things I prayed for was just like strategies of wisdom. And I pray for that like every day of just God, 
Show me. Give me wisdom. Give me very practical. What do you want for me for this day? I love that. Wisdom is one of the most powerful things I think you can pray for. And I think like we saw in the Bible, um, oh, who was Solomon when he prayed for wisdom? Like Mm -hmm. that was the thing he asked God for and God gave it. So we know like God loves to give wisdom to people. He does. And I remember on my like, it was like 18th or 19th probably 19th birthday I was at a church service and um the pastor was like talking about asking God for wisdom and they say like the younger you are like the better Mm -hmm. like to start asking God for wisdom and I did and I truly believe that like so many of the things that I've been able to do I'm like I would not have been able to do unless like the Lord specifically gave me wisdom beyond my years to do it yeah and parenting is such a thing for that like asking Mm -hmm. God for the wisdom in those little moments what to do, asking him for grace, you know, in the moments to have wisdom, have enough wisdom to do the right thing. And it's so true about going deeper with God, like being a lot of times in the harder moments. But Mm -hmm. it made me think about how like, you know, we all love these like mountaintop moments of life, but like it's in the valley where it Mm -hmm. says, even in the valley of the shadow of death, like fear no evil, for I'm with you, for my rod and my staff, they comfort you. And so I think it's like in those valley moments, you feel God so near because like one, he promises he's there. And two, like his rod and his staff comfort you. They they guide you just like a shepherd would to the sheep. And when you see like videos of sheep following their shepherd, it's like the coolest thing ever that God compares us to that so often. And so I think God's presence is just so known in the valley because you're at the end of yourself like you need that comforter Mm -hmm. um and the mountaintops are great but it's the valley that you really made you know and that's the valley that you really feel that nearness and that closeness with him so i totally agree i've I've experienced that in my life so many times and it's not that god's not there in the great moments Mm -hmm. god's there too and they're they're incredible moments to be shared with the lord but there's just such a an evidence of yeah. his nearness when you're in those in those tough seasons of life if you invite him into it. Yeah. Um, someone said how to grow in faith and maintain an intimate relationship with the Lord while raising little ones. Yes. And I was just talking to someone about this today because it said like each stage of life, I feel like you also like you kind of have to relearn like, okay, God, like what does our relationship yeah. look like in this stage? Because when you're single, you know, like you have all the time in the world to just sit with the Lord and like yeah. not to say it's still not hard because you still have to make time to like be you know, specific about when you're going to sit with him, what you're going to talking to him, praying, that kind of stuff. But then whenever you're married, uh-huh. like it's a little bit harder because yeah, you're like, does. okay, you have your thing. I have my thing. How do we come together? Okay, this is good. We got it. And then when you have kids, you're like, when the yeah. heck do I uh, like, yeah. you know, spend time with the Lord? Yes. And so how, what's that look like for you? I know I've been loving seeing on Instagram, you've been establishing more of a routine and yep. what's that look oh like, God, all the things. Yeah. I feel like for me, it's just been just so much being in the word. And I know yeah. that's like our whole goal, you know, of like, oh, we yeah. know we need to do it. But I think for me, it, it literally took the Lord getting me to this place of like, just like I said, like just such a, I need you. Yeah. I literally need you. I need you more than anything else right now. Yeah. I need you more than my cup of coffee right now, you yep. know? And um, so I think realizing that need, like he'll bring you there, you know, mm-hmm. he'll, he can bring you to that yeah. place of like, okay, I really need you. And, um, and then in that, just, I try to make sure, you know, I'm just up. Like I really try to be up before my kids, which I know is a goal. And sometimes like like in the newborn days, yeah, that wasn't going to happen. No, I was already up all night. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not about grace. To, yeah, yeah, that's the other thing I was going to say. It's just grace, grace of like, God's yeah. gentle with you. Yes. He's going to be gentle with you. He's not demanding this no. and he's not mad at you for not yeah. like, he's going to be gentle. And he is not defined to a quiet time. Mm-mm. God's in the 24 seven. 
man, God is with you when you're rocking that baby in there yeah. crying for two hours and you're like all of a sudden singing worship songs. Yeah. Like that's like, I think, I think that's a moment with mm-hmm. the Lord. Like it doesn't have to be like just by yourself yeah. with your cup of coffee, with your Bible out. It doesn't have to like, be perfect. No. Mm-hmm. And I think like one time I felt like God was disappointed in me because I wasn't creating that space for, mm-hmm. for like just me and him. Then I'm like, no, God's not disappointed. Like yes. my whole life is lived for him. Like yeah. I'm disappointed on an expectation that I put on myself yeah. that God didn't even put on me, you know? Yes. And like God is in it all. Now, now if you can establish routines to yeah. help, like beautiful. I yeah. think that does help. And I think being your word is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I feel like the Lord spoke something to me this morning. It's so convicting that you even said this. And I was like, have you ever felt like the Lord said something? And you're like, did I hear? I, don't yeah. I didn't hear that right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because you're like, whoo. But it was so true. I was literally like, I was going from sermon to sermon to sermon on my YouTube, like uh-huh. the past couple of days. I've just been like trying to find a sermon that would just like speak to me. Uh-huh. And I've just kind of been like in a lull. And it's not the yeah. sermon's fault, right? Yeah. And I know that. So I've just been like skipping around. And then today I was just like, has just been feeling like discontent with like, uh, what I've been learning from like, cause I haven't been learning a lot lately. Yeah. Like I, like I love to learn. So I'm like going through and um, I felt like the Lord literally spoke to me and he said, you are trying to hear what everyone else mm-hmm. has heard from me and have it set and heard for yourself. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, like I'm trying to hear what everyone else is reading. I'm trying to hear what everybody else is hearing. Yeah. But like I haven't made time to read for myself, yeah. to hear for myself. And that's where my discontentment was coming from. Yeah. Not because these sermons aren't incredible and their revelation's amazing. It's because I need to sit with the Lord and hear yeah. what God's saying to me and I need to get in the word and I need to read it that's active and alive to get my spirit and I was like oh man you know and I was like that is so true Lord and I was literally thinking about that today and you were just saying that like you have to get in the word I'm like it's true like Mm -hmm. you can listen to other people's sermons all day long you can scroll Instagram and read other people's captions and those are great but it does not it's not the living word like the living word is like actually opening the pages and like reading for yourself and those are the moments where you know you sit here and you say in this verse in Proverbs is Mm -hmm. this and that's something that spoke to you and it's Mm -hmm. like active and alive in this moment People are listening all over the world in this podcast and going, wow, I have the power to build up or tear down because that's yeah. the word, yeah. you know? And so it's so true. We've said a lot of words in this podcast, but the, the word that's going to change people are the words of scripture yeah. you know, that we've spoken. Um, and hopefully the wor- the other words that we've said are going to move people to that, Yeah, um, which is just so cool. Yeah. I love it. You're, I mean, you really are inspiring. And I love that you get up early and you go on these walks and stuff. Yeah. Um, and for me, I'm so not a morning person, but my time is at night. Yeah. Like when I put honey down, do oh, me and Christian, we don't do this all the time, but when we do, we, it's so fruitful. We'll just turn on worship and light a candle mm. and just sit and both read. And it's just Man. so nice because yeah. um, someone one time told us that they always light a candle in their quiet times because mm. it represents the presence of God, the fire. That's really cool. And we've been doing that, and it really is so cool. I think I saw a candle at y'all's house the other day, actually. Yeah, I have it, like, right in the middle. It's, like, kind of a random place yeah, for a I candle. Yeah, I that. That's, That's why. Funny. But it's just sweet. It is. And I think there's so much, like, God is the ultimate source. I remember hearing this in college, and I just feel like I've actually, I've thought about this for years, but just really experienced it this year. But, like, we're all going to the same source. Yeah. Like, why not just go yourself? It's good. Like, yeah. it's not the same thing going through someone else. And even, yeah. like, me sharing a verse that meant something to you, that is living and, you know, can all change someone else's life. Mm-hmm. But what made it 
even more life-changing for me mm-hmm. was that I heard God speak it directly to me. Yep. Yeah. And feeling God's care for me yeah. in that moment. Yeah. And that was one thing that like, like I said earlier about God speaking daily. That's what I was learning to pray this year is I would literally just sit down and I still will, but I'll sit down with my Bible, just be like, okay, like, what do you want me to read today? Mm-hmm. And I'll just sit there and I'll just, and sometimes I feel like listening to the voice of God, like it's very quiet. And yeah. sometimes you might be like, did I really hear him right? But like time after time, it wasn't this I, I, I don't feel like I've ever heard God's voice just like audibly mm-hmm. in my ear for anyone even just wondering like yeah, what that even is audible, like, yeah. but it's just like this impression of like Psalm 138, you know, yeah. like just, I can just feel this and then yeah. I'll just go and time after time it has been like exactly what's been on my heart, exactly yeah. something that's been bothering me. And I feel like that's been like the life changing thing for me is like, Good. Oh, God sent that to me today. It's like good. he is involved in this day. He cares about me today. Yeah. That's um, so good. It's so true. Cause it's not audible. It's an impression of your heart. And you're like, did I really hear God? But then after, after that word like permeates in you or you, or you follow that voice or that prompting, yeah. it's like, you're like, oh my gosh, like yeah. I cannot deny that I just yes. heard the Lord. You and know? that's what I feel like it was for me. Like, especially when I was first learning to hear him, it was like, did I really hear that? And I was like, I'm just going to go with it. And then yeah. I would just go with it. And then so true. oftentimes there and was there the confirmation right there. There will be times that you think you hear and then you go and it's like, you know, uh, Deuteronomy 4 and you're yeah. like, wait, okay. Like, maybe not. not. <laughs> Let me ask I again. <laughs> I think you know something was yeah. wrong. The static was bad. Yeah. But no, but, but God's always working. He's always speaking. And, and I've said this before, even in times that I've been reading and I thought, I don't think I'm getting anything out of this. Yeah. It's, it's months later that I go, oh, remember when there I read was. Second Kings and yes. this analogy just like comes alive. Yeah. That's what, I think that's the cool thing about the word being active and alive. Yes. Like, it, it like breathes life in random moments. Yeah, it does. It's tucked in you. I'm always surprised, like when I'm talking to people and mm-hmm. scriptures start coming out of me, and I'm like, I didn't even know I knew that. Yeah. Like, but it's like coming out in the right moment at the right yes. time. That's how, this is like when the Lord speaks a word, like his word does not return to him void. Mm-hmm. Like it accomplishes what it's sent to mm-hmm. do. And it really does. Like yeah. it's not your time with the Lord, whether it feels mundane or whether it feels like I'm not getting anything, it always mm-hmm. sets out to do what it's meant to yeah. do. And it will That's not good. return to him empty-handed um gosh Mickey, this is so rich this is so good i'm so glad you were on this podcast and now i know for a fact everyone's gonna want you back um which is good because we have like 50 hundred more 50 hundred that's a word we're gonna have 50 hundred <laughs> more questions to ask you but thank you for being just a heck of a mom that we can all look up to and learn from and um being someone who seeks the lord and pours out your wisdom because it was encouraging to me to hear how many just spiritual questions people had for you mm. and it's so encouraging for me to sit down with you and hear the things that come out of your mouth because most of the time we're Literally interrupted a million times by kids. <laughs> and this was the to first time like this in, in a while. long time. We've said and not been interrupted by kids screaming and being crazy yeah. and um, listening to We Don't Talk About Bruno and yeah. the Congo a uh, hundred times. So <laughs> yeah. this was great. I'm really thankful for you. Thanks for doing this. Thank you for having me.